don't attempt to understand the modern poem. Listen to it. This is Interesting People Reading Poetry. And it should be heard. A show where artists and luminaries read a favorite poem and share what it means to them. (laughs) I'm Brendan Sturmer. In other words, if it ain't a pleasure, it ain't a poem. Today's show, Chris Krause reads a poem by Steve Levine. Chris Krause is an American filmmaker and author. Her 1997 book, I Love Dick, has been praised as a masterpiece of late 20th century American literature. In 2017, it was adapted into an Amazon original series directed by Jill Soloway, starring Katherine Hahn as Chris Krause. Steve Levine is a contemporary American poet. In our interview, Krause mentions her time living with Steve Levine in the 80s and working at the St. Mark's Poetry Project, which is located in the East Village of Manhattan. It's been a crucial venue for new and experimental American poetry since the 1960s. Hi, um, my name is Chris Krauss. I'm a writer, and I'm going to read a poem. The poem is called Miserable Life. It's by Steve Levine, and it's from his book called Two and Four. To climb the stairs with slippers. To slip off with every step to feel one's foot slipping or to not to. To put one's foot then, an accident, into the one wet mud rut and splatter the one woman you love and at the theater to shove to slip in just to sit behind a giant. And also at the moment your most grandiose train of thought is pulling out. To know your close friend is dead and then again to go on. Ted in the dead of winter, to spread cold butter on soft bread, to go on to eat one's daily tiny eggs in order. Then, when one must fish life's wet bar of soap out from under some furniture, to find it covered with horrific hair of cat, fur, and feathers, to do this, to do that, to do this, to do that, This is not at all amusing, miserable life. love this poem. I haven't heard this poem probably for 25 years, and yet I remember whole passages of it. I guess I love it because it's both funny and sad. You know, it's so whimsical and slight, 
And the slightness is a way of conveying something, you know, monumental, the death of a close friend. And also, at the moment, your most grandiose train of thought is pulling out. To know your close friend is dead, and then again to go on. Ted in the dead of winter, to spread cold butter on soft bread. It was written after Ted Berrigan's death in 1984. And it's, it's a very fitting elegy because it has the lightness and the grace that characterize Ted's poems. This is called Whitman in Black. For my sins, I live in the city of New York. Whitman City lived in, in Melville's census. Urban inferno where love can stay for only a minute and has to go to get them work done. Ted Berrigan was an enormously influential poet. He was incredibly prolific and a huge influence on all the younger writers around St. Mark's. He and his then-wife Alice Notley, the great poet Alice Notley, kept a kind of open house at their apartment on St. Mark's Place, and people would come in day and night and, um, you know, sit on the mattress on the living room floor, and Ted would talk about poetry. He was extremely generous in sharing his knowledge about poetry and also reading people's work. People brought Ted their poems all the time, and he would just cut, if you you know brought him a six-pack of Pepsi, he would critique your poem. <laughs> Bleakly cultivate compassion. Whitman's walk unchanged after passion. Steve Levine and I lived together in New York City on 2nd Avenue in the earlier mid-'80s. Definitely at the time that he wrote this poem. Um, I knew Steve from the St. Mark's Poetry Project. He was part of the group that I guess described themselves or were described by other people as the, quote, third generation of St. Mark's poets or third generation New York school. You know, the, quote, younger poets. Eileen Miles was one, Steve Levine, Michael Skolnick, Greg Masters, John Godfrey, Jim Brody. Uh, Maggie Dupree, Eleanor Nowen. There was a whole crew of amazing poets. And I was never a poet, but um, I don't know, somehow my social life took place at the Poetry Project, and I ended up working there. I co-organized the Monday Night Series um, in 85, I think. Um, So all my time was spent there. There was a Monday night reading, a Wednesday night reading. Um, I guess this is kind of what I did instead of going to graduate school. I was just around the Poetry Project all the time. And how would you describe the aesthetic of the St. Mark's School to somebody who's not at all familiar with poetry? Oh, to work really hard to make it look like you're not working hard. (laughs) (laughs) You know, light, casual, witty, free, intimate, dropping the names of your friends, dropping the names of your influences, gossipy. People always describe New York school poetry as like the I do this, I do that school of poetry. To do this, to do that, to do this, to do that. Steve Levine manages to get that in. I do this, I do that, but he cracks a joke about it. I know that A lot of these poets were influenced by poets of antiquity, like Catullus and Propertius, who were really filthy. You know, they were like, it was all about their sex lives. 
um, their girlfriends, the prostitute Cynthia. It, the poems were full of gossip and illusion. The poems were very personal, and yet they weren't confessional personal. And I think really as a writer, I've learned, you know, what people describe, you know, as if it's my unique style, a lot of it is cannibalized from what I learned from being around the Poetry Project. Dear Dick, none of these ideas are right. The closest I can come to touching you, and I still want to, is to take a photo of the bar in your town. It'd be a wide shot, kind of hopper-esque. Daylight tungsten clashing with the dusky sky, a desert sunset wrapped around the stucco building, a single light bulb hung inside. Have you ever read The Blue of Noon by George Bataille? He keeps talking about chasing, missing, the bluebird of happiness. Oh, Dick, I'm so sad. Chris. I mean, my first book, I Love Dick, people say, you know, name drop, name drop, gossip, gossip. But when the book came out and people were critical of it, that was as if it was a girl thing. Mm. But it's not a girl thing. It's a poetry project thing. It's a St. Mark's thing. It's a poet thing. This is not at all amusing. Miserable life. <laughs> and the thing about the eggs. You know, when's tiny eggs. <laughs> Miserable life. To climb the stairs with slippers. To slip off with every step. To feel one's foot slipping, or to not to. To put one's foot, then, an accident, into the one wet mud rut and splatter the one woman you love. And at the theater, to shove, to slip in just to sit behind a giant. And also, at the moment your most grandiose train of thought is pulling out, to know your close friend is dead, and then again to go on. Ted, in the dead of winter, to spread cold butter on soft bread, to go on to eat one's daily tiny eggs in order. Then, when one must fish life's wet bar of soap out from under some furniture, to find it covered with horrific hair of cat, fur, and feathers. To do this, to do that, to do this, to do that. This is not at all amusing. Miserable life. Miserable Life by Steve Levine appears in the collection 2 and 4, published by Coffeehouse Press. Find a link to the book, as well as links to books by Chris Kraus at interestingpeoplereadingpoetry.com. Interesting People Reading Poetry is an independent podcast, co-created by me and my brother Andy Sturmer, who also composes our music. 
Special thanks to Chris Hegel and On Being Studios for engineering help with this episode. If you like the show, help us out by subscribing on Radio Public, iTunes, or Stitcher, and leaving a review. As always, we invite you to call the Haiku Hotline at 612-440-0643 with your short poems and poetic musings. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Haiku Hotline. Thanks so much for listening. Hi, my name is KT from St. Paul, and uh, this is my haiku. Takes a gutsy seed to look at a wall of rock and think, I'll grow there. <laughs>